Today's episode of Quality Control is brought to you by MailChimp. 12 million people use MailChimp to connect with their customers, market their products, and grow their e-commerce businesses every day. MailChimp. Uh, uh, my guest this week is Chris Plant. He's here to talk about his r- impressions of Steve. <laughs> my name sure, is Justin yeah. Mackery, and you're listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Did I, am I not supposed to interrupt you? Did I do bad? This is silence. I'm cutting out what you're saying. Welcome, Chris, <laughs> to the program. You did fine. It's just a light, light and lively. We're going to throw in uh, dogma out the window with this episode. Sure. Um, and uh, 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 <laughs> Poor dog. Uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about Steep, which is a snow game. <laughs> this is yeah, a, yeah. It's a snow game, basically. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, 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 it's kind of an odd duck. First off, I yeah. should mention uh, we we did a review of Steep. It's on Polygon.com. Um, the person who wrote that review is not available to talk today. So I want to talk with Chris, my second <laughs> so choice. So have got this clown. This, this joker who couldn't even be bothered to write a real review. But you did write uh, about Steep. I and, did. And uh, it, it's a really interesting game. So uh, uh, because it is kind of a different structure, I was hoping maybe – what we could start with is you just sort of laying out big picture elevator pitch of what steep is. Sure. Um, I find it really helpful to describe what it isn't first, because when people hear the basics like, oh, it's a snowboarding game, they're immediately like, cool. I love 1080. I love cool borders. I loved uh, SSX. And it's not like any of those games. There aren't levels per se. Um, and it's not really that fun to do tricks, which has kind of been the backbone, uh, I would say, snowboarding games since uh, the Nintendo 64. Man, I um, wish I could have been in the room when they come up with the name Cool Borders. <laughs> Man, it's a cool... The, they're cool, right? They've got hats and stuff. They're cool. Wait, when you say cool hats, do you mean like they're cool as in like they're fashionable, or do you mean cool as in like it's cold outside? It works on both levels. Get it on the box. <laughs> You're a genius, Jeremy. <laughs> You've done it again. Um, okay. Kid. I told you when I brought him up from the mailroom, I said, this kid has big ideas. Cool borders. You ever heard anything like it? Okay, now, Jeremy, uh, what are we going to call the shooter? How about Cool of Duty? No, Jeremy, no, it doesn't work quite as well. You can't do it every time. Bullet Storm. Oh, that's pretty good, actually. <laughs> you got us again. War Cry? <laughs> sure. Um, anyway... So here's what the game actually is. Ubisoft spent what looks like a lot of money building a like collision of mountain ranges from across the world. And then they were like, hey, that was a lot of work. What if we asked the player to do everything else? Um, so you just kind of find your own fun. There are there are things to do on this giant mountain, like you can uh do kind of pseudo pre-planned races or do like trick attack score modes and all that stuff um but i wouldn't encourage you to buy this game for that reason um i i enjoy it because 
it is just a mountain that I uh, I can snowboard down it. I can ski the old fashioned. Do you remember skiing? Like our parents. It's did like it. it's like two small, two yeah, skinny, it's like two very thin, crappy snowboards. <laughs> yeah, to your feet. It doesn't make any sense. You're gonna rip yourself in half. Um, and then you can uh, you can wingsuit, which is very treacherous. And you can do a thing called paragliding, which I wasn't super familiar with, and I'm still not super familiar with because I did it once in the game and decided that I would never put myself through it again. Uh, it's kind of like, I don't know, like parachuting, but slower. Okay. Yeah, that it's like a controlled right. parachuting. Um, it was horrible. I, it, was, it, was, it was, I would say, bottom things I did in a video game this year, paragliding and steep. Um... But, yeah, so that's the basics. Does that... Oh, there's also lots of character customization, if you're into that. I know you, though, Chris, and you Mm -hmm. are good... I would consider you to be a good steward of your own time. Uh, Sure. And so I... I, If those... If that encompassed all your feelings on Steep, I don't think you would have kept with it and written uh, about the game. No, I mean, that's the basics. I gave you... I, I painted a picture of what the game is. Take me a level deeper. Okay, here's so you say that I'm a good steward of my own time. Here is the thing. I don't I feel like I'm wasting my time in a video game when the fun is artificial or I am being strung along to basically create the illusion of fun. And by that I mean like artificial leveling or unlocks where it's like, yeah, you know, the game itself isn't that much fun, but I'm unlocking so much stuff. Or, like, at least I'm progressing through levels, and right. eventually I'll beat it. And then I, I do that in so many games, and so many games are built around these, like, just the basic idea of kind of getting that dopamine fix. Sure. Um, and what I find appealing about a game like this is the very, like, the, the very core of it, like, the gooey little nugget at the middle, is just going down a hill on a snowboard and that itself feels amazing. Like, yeah, the tricks aren't great. The jumping is not great. But just the sheer momentum in the sense of, like, the snow moving and the sound of it uh, and the look. I mean, the game's, like, absolutely gorgeous. All of that feels fantastic. And even better, they created a map system where, like, you tap a button and it opens a map of the of the entire mountain range and then you pick any of the available locations, and it drops you there immediately. There's no load times. So the second you're done with, like, zipping down one hill for, I mean, sometimes 10 minutes longer just to get down one mountainside, you hit a button, and you can either go right back to where you started if you want to try that hill again and go in any number of different directions, or you go to the top of a different mountain. Um, and again, this is like a, it's like a 3D space, so... When you're at the, literally the mountain peak, you go in any direction and you're going to like take a totally different path. And as, you know, as it expands outwards from you, there's a million different ways to fork your kind of path that you're carving. So it had a sense of freedom that like I just haven't felt in many games ever. Um, even open world games, you know, are, are very kind of rooted in, I would say, the kind of like city block structure, yeah. you know? Um, while this just felt open in in a way that I guess maybe Forza Horizon is is the closest I can think of in terms of a series that just feels so wide open. Um, just Cause is another one of my favorite games, I, and and I'm realizing like I just love these games where essentially 
I get that, like, the feeling of wind in my hair. I get, like, a good sense of momentum and then just go off and find my own thing to do. It seems like the, uh, a, a lot of times in a big-budget games that have sort of a core concept that's unusual in, or, or unorthodox in the market, um, that a lot of times you see what feels like more traditional game elements sort of grafted onto them, perhaps by people, uh, executives maybe worried about the game finding its place in the market, that sort of thing. I mean, the the most obvious one that I can point to is uh, the one that always kind of sticks out at me is Mirror's Edge, where the idea of having guns feels very much like someone in an office at some point said, you got to have guns. The kids love guns. Does that, does it feel like the case in steep? Does it feel like a game sort of at odds with itself sometimes? Yeah, for sure. So there is like some background that we should probably share, which is this is a game made by uh, Ubisoft, the company that makes Far Cry and Assassin's Creed and the division, um, the crew, if you remember it, another open world racing game. Uh, and they have this plan that they're kind of dipping their toes in to move away from storytelling uh, to some degree in open world games to this idea of like, oh, we're going to create a big open world and we're going to include all these ways for you to kind of experiment with that world. And then instead of a traditional story, you're going to create your own stories by mm-hmm. virtue of random things happening and you reacting and you sharing that with your friends. And... They've, they've talked a big game about it. There's a few stories on Polygon.com. I think one uh, Colin did around The Division um, that is kind of good introduction to this if you want to read more about it. Uh, but Steep definitely feels like it is the game really caught in the middle of this. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they didn't need to have a story, right? Like, they didn't need to have traditional things uh, when you think of, like, oh, we're going to build... A giant mountain, and we're going to ask players to ski down it and uh, maybe create their own races and share them with friends. Uh, but then I, I, it does, I do wonder if after building that, they were like, yo, this is scary. Like, that people don't make games uh, this big like this, you know, without, without that much uh, of a game to play the first time you boot it up. Uh, and I, I think that's what uh, the the races that you do see in it and the bits of the story that you do catch are part of that. I also think there's... You do have... Like, it's a big game. You do have to play to a certain market. I get, like, the the financial responsibilities of, of this sort of thing. But half the game is super quiet. And it's like, this is what it would be like if you actually took up skiing and went down a hill and, you know, had some time with yourself as you took in the majesty of nature. And then the the other half is like, yo, strap on your GoPro, slam down a a Red Bull, and hit the slopes. You did it. You cut the sharpest, gnarliest line. And, and like, they they yell at you. There's a video that I put on, on my story where, like, literally the 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 goal was hey you're on the top of this mountain there's a point it is six minutes away it's so far away you you literally can't get a a a read on even a possible path to get there get there on time go 
and then you do it and then like the volume of the music goes down to like a one out of ten and everything else fades away and it's just you coasting through nature for six minutes i was like wow this this is really something i have not seen a game be so confident in this weird connection with nature and like recreation of this experience of like going outside um and then i like hit the point and like it's so quiet so quiet i hit the point and the guy's like yo he did it he cut the line congratulations you killed that mountain and it's like what like killed the mountain that's like you did it you eviscerated that stupid mountain it's done dead headshot no scope (laughs) um and and i yeah that that definitely feels like this need of like okay we made this great game now like who do we market to well i mean i guess this is what snowboarding people are into I, I guess we should make it look like that um, versus, oh, we made a game on our own and like we're going to kind of create our own vibe for it. Chris, I want to interrupt just a moment to talk to you about MailChimp. Uh, this episode is brought to you by MailChimp. 12 million people use MailChimp to connect with their customers, marketing their products, and grow their e-commerce businesses every day. It's been around since 2001, so you know it's reputable. Companies started as a side project funded by various web development jobs, but now they are the world-leading email marketing platform. They send, get this, more than a billion emails per day. That's wild. Uh, you connect your store with one of MailChimp's hundreds of e-commerce integrations. You can create targeted campaigns, automate helpful product follow-ups, and send back-in-stock messaging. You can learn what your customers are purchasing and then send them better email. MailChimp will also analyze the purchase history of each customer to make smart, data-driven predictions about what they'll want to buy in the future. It's MailChimp. Send better email. Some more stuff. Uh, I have yeah. a question here. Some a bunch of listener questions. One comes to us from Ben, who says, "What's your favorite podcast or playlist to shred to in steep? Do you listen to other stuff, or are you just kind of like getting the <laughs> getting the moment?" Yeah. Um. So, um, what I would recommend, I, I have to make sure that this is the correct name of it. I've been listening to this during uh, things where I can kind of drone. Phone calls with Paul. Is that what it's called? Phone calls with. Sorry. Oh my gosh, you're gonna have to edit this. I feel so no, bad. No, I'm not for editing now. it. Okay, well, don't worry about it. I think it's it's called Phone Calls with Paul. Oh, A Phone Call from Paul. And it is with this amazing dude who interviews um, very, very intelligent people, people who are far more eloquent than I am. Um, and uh, really, it's often about literature, but sometimes it's just like these like deep, probing questions about life. And I think when you are you know, careening down the cliff of uh, the highest land on on God's green and now white in this case because it's covered in snow, uh, Earth. There are a few things more enjoyable than a conversation with, say, um, Werner Herzog about uh, lost works of Nordic fiction and what they say about the human condition. Um, there's a, 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 another question here that um, from uh, Sean who says, does it seem like it'll spawn a franchise? I love meditative games, but they tend to be one and done. Yeah, I I don't know. <laughs> I mean... It seems like the sort of thing that if you nail it, you don't need to do it again, right? Like if it... Well, it, I mean, I don't know why anybody invests in anything if they're a publisher, if they're not planning on doing it like 500 more times. Sure, right, yeah. Uh, but... 
judging from like how you be uh drop this and by it like drop i mean quite literally it was like they were like carrying dinner to the table and they decided they hate the house guests so they just dropped it on the floor like no dinner for nobody it's gonna be awful night um i mean there was like did you see any real marketing or like any push at all for this game no um so I wonder, I, I do wonder if, like, maybe it's, uh, like, in the Canadian market or in certain European nations that are really pushing it, and they just don't think that, like, people in the States care. Maybe. I don't know. But when I when I look at the the way they introduced it to the world, I, I kind of get the sense that um, this might be the only time we, we get to see Steep, it, which is a shame because... It really does feel like a good first draft, and Yubi is so good at making like good first drafts and then like releasing them instead of finishing them, um, and that really worked for Assassin's Creed. I think it did kind of damage for Watch Dogs. Uh, Watch Dogs Two sales didn't go so hot, and I think that might have been in part that like they did so much damage to the brand by releasing kind of that like half-baked first draft of that. And I, I could see them thinking that the same would apply to Steep, that uh, it's not quite finished. So I the just, people who did play it aren't going to like it that much. I feel like this idea of Ubisoft, while while noble, this idea of people finding the fun, like I have a sort of visceral reaction to that, and I, and I feel like it will probably be shared by a lot of people, which is to say, I spent $60, like, tell me where the fun, like, don't, ex- don't put that on me uh, to, to, like, make it enjoyable. Like, I want to have an experience that people who know this thing have sort of, like, crafted for me. And that's not necessarily a value judgment on the game itself. It's more just, like, you don't make a AAA game unless you think it's something that everybody is going to like. Like, it has to be something that will appeal to everyone. And I think that that, at its core, like, that idea is just not going to be something that appeals to everybody. Yeah, I think it's a a really powerful idea. I think they are misunderstanding the application of it. And by that I mean, there is a large contingency of people who play video games who, like, don't want the traditional goal-based um stuff that we grew up on right like that they're off watching youtube videos of people doing random things in minecraft uh but there's also this group that i i I would put it in kind of the um early access world where a developer is finding that again that nugget of fun releasing that um, and releasing it kind of broken, and then developing the more traditional game in tandem with player feedback through that early access process, um, which I find really interesting. Like I think what could have been great in a different world for Steep would be for them to have released it early access with basically just the mountain and the option for players to create lines at half the price or even less. Um, and then for them to see what players really liked and not have wasted time and money on things like um, the paragliding or whatever. Um, it, it really feels like the best possible scenario for that for these type of games, these find your fun games, is to 
loop in the player as soon as possible and then use them to kind of steer the more traditional parts of the game and also to kind of curate it. Um, like but I can, yeah, I, I don't, that's not a UB thing. You're really hitting on it. And I, and I, it's funny. I, if you were somebody in a, a, a big budget studio and you watched and you had your ear to the ground and you saw the stuff that was happening on YouTube and Twitch, I could see where you would get the idea like, wait a minute, they aren't doing any of the stuff we put in the game. Like, let's just not put that stuff in because nobody's doing yeah. any of it. And it's like, well, I, I don't think that those are necessarily the things that people are sharing, but I still think people are like doing them. Like, I could, I, I sympathize honestly with like these AAA studios who don't have the flexibility to be able to say like, to be able to build the plane as it's landing as like so many indie studios have like found a way to do. I don't know what the math looks like on that if you're a big budget studio. Yeah, in in this game that I'm describing kind of exists. There's a game, I believe it's called Snow, that is on Steam, and I believe is still in early access, but in a lot of ways has been a snowboarding game developed uh, with this kind of mindset, uh, from what I can tell from the outside, obviously. Um, But, I mean, at the end of the day, that game doesn't have the money that, like, Yubi has. I mean, Mm -hmm. Steep works because it has uh, the budget to, one, create an absolutely beautiful world, to uh, create that that feeling of going down the hill in a way that I don't think any other snowboarding game has, and to like, be able to accomplish the technical feat of letting you zip around the mountain. So, like, it, it's done, the, It's done, in my opinion, the hard work. Um, ironically, the, the giant game developer just didn't develop the game. Yeah. Um, but I again, like I don't know. I I am a sucker for for those sorts of things. Like I, I will choose this kind of game over you know kind of the B level uh, traditional game most days. Cool. Thank you so much, Chris Plant, for joining me, and thank you to you at home for uh, uh, listening. And uh, we hope you've enjoyed yourself. There's a lot more on Polygon.com. Um, if you could uh, subscribe to our show and rate it on iTunes, that would be just grand. You can find more of Chris Plant's work at TheVerge.com, uh, where he writes about... What do you write about? I'm an editor now, so mostly I edit other people's work. But That's sometimes sweet, I write about things, like sweet, Steep. Sweet gig. Uh, th- but thank you so much for listening. Until next week, my name is Justin McElroy, and thank you for listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Bye.